Hi everyone, you're back and I'm so glad you are. Buckle up for an episode sponsored by VetriScience that's filled with great information, possibly in a way you haven't considered prior to today. Dr. Nicole Sheehan is back with us to discuss the use of natural supplements and low processed foods to help treat and prevent disease in our patients. I'll tell you, I know we were talking about dogs and cats, but after our discussion on antioxidants, my refrigerator magically found itself full of cranberries and blueberries. Now, if you haven't heard Dr. Nicole speak before, I'm so excited you're joining us today because she's got a little different approach in her practice, and I find that her approach can be very helpful when talking about chronic disease cases or discussing preventative medicine. So first, a little about her. Dr. Nicole Sheehan is an integrative veterinarian practicing in North Carolina. She owns four integrative practices and leads a team of 11 veterinarians who integrate herbal medicine, acupuncture, chiropractic, ozone, and laser therapy with internal medicine, dermatology, surgery, and dentistry. She's been working with VetriScience for five years, helping veterinarians complement their traditional general practice with herbal medicine and natural supplements. Let's go ahead and jump in. I'm joined today by Dr. Nicole Sheehan. Dr. Sheehan, I was so excited when we decided to do this podcast together because I don't know if you remember, but way back a couple of years ago, I think you were my very first guest that I ever hosted on this podcast channel. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was in 2019. So I'm so pleased to be back here with you. I don't know if I knew at the time it was your first, so that's very fun. Well, I'm glad it wasn't like super obvious when when we talked. Well, it was my first too. So we were in in Atlanta first together. So I love it. And it was a great episode back then. So I'm really excited to be back again and talk more about integrative care and more, more things that we can do for our patients. Great. So we're talking today about senior pain and vitality. And when we talk about vitality, how does this in general translate into wellness care? Well, I mean, I think wellness, sometimes we think of like kind of good enough, you know, Um, but really wellness to me is about vitality. So it doesn't matter how old our patients are, we really want them to be vital. Um, So for most people, it's not good enough just to get your pet to live to be 15 or 18, or some people have goals of bigger, um, like 20, but you know, they want it to be good quality. Um, and that's really what we're talking about when we talk about vitality, right? It's like your life force. So I do think that there are things that we should be thinking about all along the way that can make a difference there. You know, if we really just think about the fundamentals of the body and we can make a difference early on so that when we get into those later years, you know, 10, 12 even 15 and 18, um, we've made a difference along the way. Um, And I think there's some really simple things that people can start thinking about early on in their wellness checkups to be really investing in the vitality of their, their pets as they age. I just kept thinking in my head while you were saying that we want them to be vital, not have vital signs. Right, right. Yeah. So in our industry, we think of vital signs, right? Like, which is like barely alive, like heart rate, respirate, right. yes, their heart is beating. They are um, respirating, right? But maybe we should strive for more than that. Yeah, maybe, you know, our clients are definitely thinking about vitality in a different way than we are, you know? So just alive is not good enough. Um, not with all the tools that we have, you know, available to us, right? 
Yes. And I'm looking so forward to talking more about those tools. And I'm kind of hoping that we're going to talk about the secret to a long life full of vitality. Do you have the secret ingredient? Is there any one thing in particular we need to be focusing on for our patients? You know, that's the question, right? So everybody wants the magic injection, you know, the thing that we one time injection, that's like means that you're going to get all the success in the world. You know, our clients are looking for that. We're looking for that. For me, you know, in our practice, we have really low levels of cancer. Um, We see very few of our patients internally getting that. Um, We see, you know, just not a, not a lot of chronic disease for a big clinic. And so, and people are always asking me clients, you know, what's the one thing. And I don't think there is one thing. I think it's a lot of little things that we do. And the good thing about there being a lot of little things that add up to success means you don't have to do everything perfect. And I think that's the other thing is we live in this world of like perfection and trying to strive to be just like everyone else and do the best job possible, but you don't need to do all 10 of them perfectly to really have good success. And that's the good news. So people can kind of pick and choose what fits their budget, what fits their lifestyle and not put so much pressure on themselves that they have to get everything right. You know, just pick a few that mean something to you and, and go for those things. Do you have some examples of things that you talk to people about as far as things that they should focus on throughout their pet's life? Yeah. I mean, I think nutrition is a big one. So for me, um, what you put in is what you get out. Um, we do think of nutrition a little bit differently here in that, you know, early on, I was challenged with a dog who had a a lot of health problems early on. So I had to start looking at nutrition a little different than I was taught. So a lot of times we think of nutrition here more in terms of anti-inflammatory properties. So we're trying to create less inflammation in the body. And so not only will we look for diets that have the ingredients and the, the qualities that we want, but we're also looking at maybe reducing inflammation in the body. So that's a big one for me. And also minimizing some of the chemicals that we put into the body or being conscious of, you know, do we have an herbal remedy that might do the same thing without the side effect, you know, do do no harm kind of thing. So that's sort of the focus of what my practice is. Kind of changing gear here. We hear a lot about gut health playing a major role in our health as humans. Um, You know, we hear about physical health, mental health, all these things. Is that true for dogs and cats as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our, our gut houses all of this bacteria and that bacteria works with us to protect our, our bodies from pathogens, diseases, things like that. But it also works synergistically with our mucosal layer. So the layer of the intestine that keeps things out of our system, keeps us healthy, keeps us digesting properly. There's a ton of immune cells in that layer, in that mucosal layer. And so we've got things like uh, lymphocytes, macrophages, um, eosinophils, neutrophils, all that, um, like 80% of our immune system is, is actually in our gut all those inflammatory cells and those immune system cells work synergistically with our gut bacteria to keep us healthy. And so we have to work together with that. And so the healthier our gut flora is also equates to sometimes how healthy our immune system cells are. And so, yeah, I think gut health is, is tremendously important. So we've got two forms of that. We've really got the gut bacteria, right? And then we've got the, how healthy our gut is, is working in terms of inflammation and things like that. So how healthy our bacterial population is, and then how healthy that mucosal layer is as well, and how they're working together. 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you have foods that are causing low grade inflammation in those gut cells, then those immune cells within the gut are not as healthy as they could be. And those are the immune cells that are going to fight off disease elsewhere in our body. Um, And so it's really important to keep all of those really healthy. So are we talking about like probiotics here? Is there a role for probiotics in the health of dogs and cats? Yeah, I I think so. So I think that a lot of people think of probiotics in terms of, you know, when something goes wrong, right? So I I think as a veterinary community, we've come to, to have some respect for the gut flora and we'll use probiotics as a way to treat a dog who has diarrhea, right? And so we kind of have learned as a whole Uh, the value in making sure that that gut flora is really healthy. But in my mind, you know, we ought to take it not just one step, but two steps further than that. So one step further is appreciating the fact that you may have an animal that has recurrent diarrhea, right? So they're prone to it. We may use probiotics as a uh, preventative, you know, for that. So, okay, we're going to do probiotics long-term so that you don't keep having diarrhea, over and over again, and people can appreciate that. And so I think as a veterinary community, sometimes we'll push, you know, into kind of that realm. But if we really think about it from a wellness or vitality standpoint, maybe we shouldn't wait until there's diarrhea. Maybe we shouldn't wait until we know that a dog is prone to having diarrhea, you know, wait for the problem to happen. If we can appreciate how important that gut flora is for our immune cells, why would we not give probiotics to a wellness patient? right? So that gut floor, having that gut floor be really healthy is constantly working with our immune cells and training our immune cells to be strong and healthy and and vital. Um, And so what I would say is, you know, a lot of our clients, I think would be interested in using it as a wellness um, tool rather than just only using it when their animal has a problem. And that's what you're talking about of using these types of things in wellness patients. That's the principle of a lot of your practice, right? Of intervening before there's a problem. Sure. So, yeah, so we have, um, you know, a general practice. We have eight vets here um, practicing. We all do some level of integrative medicine. Um, For myself, I'm the most heavily trained. And so I will end up seeing a lot of um, second opinions. That's kind of the focus of my practice. So mostly all day, all week, I see animals that have had many things go wrong. Okay. And in in finding the tools to get them back to wellness, I have found certain things work for most animals to get them back to a state of wellness. And so what we've done on the, the GP or general practice side of things is start thinking about, well, why don't we start using those sooner? You know, not just to fix the broken ones, right. Or get them back when they've already had a years sometimes of unwellness, but maybe we should be thinking about these as, as preventative tools, um, to our customers and and our clients. And, and we find that our clients absolutely love that approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. If they're not having to kind of back clean up here and they're able to take care of things on the front side, I would imagine that would be, you know, a much more appealing way to handle things, both, you know, in terms of not having to treat these ailments, but also knowing that their, you know, their pets are, are thriving and are doing, you know, we're doing everything we can for them to keep them healthy. Yeah. And I think you have to remember, like, we do live in that age where people are doing their own research, right? Sure. So they, they're looking like, you know, they're Googling, like, 
you know, how do I get my pet to live longer? You know, I mean, it could be as simple as that. And, you know, people, this is what's on people's minds a lot of times. And I think sometimes we judge our clients as not thinking that forward and maybe being worried about, you know, adding things in or paying for more things. And I think we're surprised sometimes how many of them are at home, like really putting a lot of research into what do, what do we need to do? So who better to really guide them about really the science of, of how to do that um, than your veterinarian. And I, and I find that people love it, you know, or I'll start talking to them about these things. They're like, I do that for myself, or I read about that, but I didn't know which one to choose. And so a lot of them are already kind of doing this research and, and hearing things and dabbling in things. And I certainly would rather that come from me or have the ability to help them pick a good product that I trust that's going to help them with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. If they're doing it anyway, then we can make sure you know, they're doing the best job possible. Correct. You talked a little bit before about inflammation. In addition to gut health, we know inflammation is also a major factor in overall health. So how does managing inflammation apply in your holistic integrative approach here? Can you expand on that a little bit for us? Yeah, sure. So I think it's the same concept, sort of what we just talked about, like think about probiotics for diarrhea, um, but then think about it really at a, at a fundamental health level. And that's kind of how we see anti-inflammatories. Um, and so generally when we think of anti-inflammatories, we think of NSAIDs, maybe steroids, but really NSAIDs, right? And so that's our tool for, you know, pets that have arthritis and certainly many of our, many of us are seeing arthritis and mobility problems daily and multiple times a day and in general practice. And we love to use natural anti-inflammatories as a way to reduce the amount of NSAIDs that we use. And so that's the first way to think about it. So when you're thinking about diseases already present, um, so you have something like arthritis or immobility, there's actually a lot of things that are naturally available that can be used as anti-inflammatories. And so the first way to think about it would be, okay, you have a patient with arthritis before you put them on NSAIDs, what else can you do for that? And there are a lot of things that you can use for arthritis um, that reduce that. And we can talk about some of those things that we use on a regular basis, but then also we will actually take it another step. It's like, don't wait until they have arthritis or don't just use it for arthritis. So itis is inflammation. So think about like all the other itises is what I talk about a lot. So, you know, you have uveitis, conjunctivitis, dermatitis. How many dermatitis patients do you see a day? Tons probably. So many. Otitis, bronchitis, you know, we're thinking about all of the itises. So inflammation anywhere in the body can respond to anti-inflammatories. And maybe it's not bad enough where you would think about reaching for an NSAID, but you certainly can reach for something that has natural um, anti-inflammatory components to it um, as a way to reduce inflammation all over the body, no matter where your itis is. I love that idea. I'm thinking of something, you know, as, as I'm going through all the itises in my head of like, hepatitis, gastroenteritis, stuff like that, where, you know, it, it's not, it may not make sense to reach for an NSAID or a steroid or something like that. If there's something that would help reduce that inflammation for these poor pups, because we know that that's the source of their problems and their discomfort, wouldn't it be nice to be able to offer them that additional relief that we, we don't have the option for with NSAIDs and steroids? Exactly. So, you know, the first thing we do again is go back to diet. So if you have 
things like that that you're seeing. Um, we go back to looking at foods that are, are anti-inflammatory or don't create inflammation in the body. So for me, I'm going to recommend to my clients, they avoid things like corn, wheat, soy, gluten, and then you'll see things like sugar in some of the foods like dextrose. We think about the way in which pet food is prepared and preserved and um, looking at kibble, the way it's preserved and um, meant to be preserved for months or years on a shelf, it's cooked really high, it's dried, it's sprayed with dehydrogenated um, oils and other preservatives. And a lot of those things are inflammatory. And we know this for people medicine, um, that some of those things can create some inflammation. So we're supposed to avoid those things when we're cooking for ourselves. But those are some of the things that are going into our pet foods. And so those are just some of the things we'll try to avoid. And it's pretty simple to read a label and think, oh, that's got some of those ingredients that we think can cause inflammation, we will avoid those and already get the body into um, less of an inflammatory state. And sometimes we'll just recommend do less kibble, do something that's not preserved with those kinds of methods. Um, and we'll have some results with that. But then we'll kind of tap into some of the natural herbal supplements and things that actually reduce inflammation. They reduce inflammation almost anywhere in the body. Um, so yes, the joints, but also everywhere else. You'd be surprised how many animals with dermatitis and conjunctivitis will actually get better if you use some of these approaches. Talking about a couple of those ingredients, there's actually pretty extensive research showing uh, mechanisms of action and efficacy for, for some of these herbs. Probably the most widely studied is turmeric. Um, turmeric is a spice, but uh, a lot of times you'll hear it referred to, referred to as curcumin. Curcumin is the active ingredient in the turmeric spice. Okay. So sometimes you'll see herbal remedies that are with curcumin. Sometimes you'll see them called turmeric. Um, and then another one is boswellia, um, which for some people get, are getting more into essential oils and things. You'll hear clients talk about that. We have some vets in our community who are really educated in essential oils. The essential oil for boswellia is frankincense. Um, so I was going to say about the Indian frankincense. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So that's the essential oil part of boswellia. Another one I love is grapeseed extract. And then a fourth one that I would consider kind of a um, foundation is green-lipped muscle. And then sometimes you're going to um, hear that referred to by its scientific name, which is Perna uh, canalicullis. And so you'll hear it one of those ways, um, but they all work against inflammatory mediators. Um, they all target a little different ones, but they're all working against our inflammatory mediators. So for instance, boswellia is going to work against leukotrienes, inhibiting five locks, um, but then turmeric or curcumin, the, the um, active ingredient in turmeric works against leukotrienes, but also prostaglandins. And it's going to inhibit LOX1 and also COX2. So we think about our NSAIDs, right? They're COX2 inhibitors. So it works in that same way that some of our pharmaceuticals are, but we're just getting that um, in kind of uh, what I would consider a more natural way. I love that. I love that. So I've heard of a lot of the things that you're talking about. Basuela I've used a little bit in my own practice and have seen great results in my patients and actually in my own pets as well. And so I've, I've heard of all these things, but if I were to try to incorporate them with my patients, I don't think I would know where to start. So can you give us some examples of what are, what are some good products? Where do we find these types of supplements to help our patients? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, there's so many out there. Um, in fact, our clients can go to pet stores sometimes and grab things off the shelf. And sometimes, you know, even as an herbalist, I'll have my, um, clients bring me things and I'll, I'll read them and I'll think, you know, this ingredient list is great, but you have all the right things, but I don't know this product. I don't know this line. And, um, not all those products are regulated. And so, um, for me, it's really important to stick with certain brands that I trust. And, and I think most vets are using like, you know, joint supplements, or a lot of us are using liver supplements, right. For those elevated liver enzymes that we're, we're pleased with. We've, we have, we have results with, you know, we have trust in. And so I like to stick with some of those veterinary based companies that work with veterinarians who are doing the scientific research, who are um, certifying their products. And so one of the, the easiest ways, cause I like easy. So when you're thinking about all, some, trying something new, <laughs> we all like something Absolutely. that can be easy, right. And our clients like it too. So I'll tell you, one of my favorite products has all four of these ingredients. So you're hitting something from a lot of different angles. And it's something that makes sense to most veterinarians would be a product by Vetra Science called Vetraflex. And so that product in particular, it has your glucosamine and your MSN. So you're going to have your efficacy at your joint level, which is where a lot of people start thinking about anti-inflammatories, right? And all that kind of stuff. But they've also packed it with all four of those um, anti-inflammatories we just talked about. And so not only are you getting this joint chew, but you're also getting natural anti-inflammatories in with it. And so what's amazing about doing that is if we're just looking at arthritis, you often can reduce the amount of NSAIDs you use you can sometimes hold off on using NSAIDs and just use that product, which is really beautiful. If you have animals that get side effects on NSAIDs, you can lower the dose and supplement with some of the anti-inflammatories. And so it fits a lot of needs. And then if you start this product early, talking about a two or a four or five-year-old, start it on a wellness basis, and you're creating an anti-inflammatory state in the body early on, sometimes we find we never need NSAIDs later and heavy pharmaceuticals. And so that's really the benefit that we see. And then you can use it in terms of like a patient you see who has a recurrent itis, right? Dermatitis, otitis, even things like that. So think about anything inflammatory in the body. Oh, this is a good anti-natural anti-inflammatory product. And it also has things that benefit the joints. So we're going to make sure your pet's joints are going to stay healthy as long as possible as well. That becomes a bonus and the anti-inflammatories become really important. So that product just makes things super easy. You don't have to pick, well, what do I use? Do I use curcumin? Do I use boswellia? You've got it all right there and they work well together. And so, and then they've got your dosing figured out for you. So you don't have to try to get some product off the shelf and like, how do I dose this for my patient? It's all there for you. And they've done all the research on that. So I think they just make it extremely easy um, to start utilizing um, anti-inflammatories that way. And I think you've made such a great case for the, the benefits of, of natural anti-inflammatories in our patients. So I could see a barrier to using them being exactly what you said of like, how do I do this? Where do I find the product? What's the dose? And, and all this research going into it. So that sounds fantastic that there's a product out there with who, where somebody has already done all the research, they've done the dosing, they've got the ingredients in there and we can take it off the shelf and 
help our patients with this supplement and start treating their inflammation, you know, either, either as a substitution for some of the anti-inflammatories we use or in conjunction, depending on what they need. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so easy. Our, our clients understand it. So that's just a good, really starter way to, to really start seeing the benefits of this. I love it. I love it. I have one more topic. I love it. Time for a topic. Of course, of course. Let's hear it. All right. So this is something we don't talk about a lot in veterinary medicine, but I think is really, you will find a need for it in your general practice. And I think you probably would agree with me. Um, as our patients get older, we start to see behavior changes, brain changes, things like that. And that is a tough thing for our clients to have happen. And that absolutely contributes to their vision of vitality for their pet, right? And so um, something we don't talk about a lot in veterinary medicine is brain health right? Because we, our pets are not writing and reading and needing to function at a really high brain level, like as we would consider for ourselves. But, you know, how many times do you have a client ask about their beloved dog is staring in a corner or doesn't know where they are? And she was having all those, like it was, it was a few months ago. Like, like I'm, I'm good and everything. She was, Mm -hmm. she was quite old and had some other things going on, but yeah, it was a lot of the stuff that you're describing the getting lost, the anxiety, the staring at the wall, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and pacing that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking, right? Yeah. You know? And so you think, God, I wish I could help you, but you're just getting old, you know? And so something we don't talk a lot about is brain health. Um, and what we know about brain health um, for people is um, one of the, the barriers actually to our brain health is our blood brain barrier. And so what's interesting is, you know, our bodies have this amazing blood brain barrier that keeps, it's like an extra layer of protection so that toxins and diseases and parasites have a harder time getting to our brain, right? Our functioning center of our body. But what ends up happening is it also leaves out a lot of our natural inflammatory cells. So things that are supposed to repair tissue can't also get through our blood brain barrier. So what happens is in our modern culture where we are exposed to pollutants in the air and toxins in the grass and, and things like that, we have so many more chemicals we're all exposed to. And certainly so are our pets. Those toxins kind of enter our system and they do little microvascular damage to our brain tissue um, over time. And because our blood brain barrier keeps a lot of our inflammatory cells out, there's not a lot of things that can pass in there and start repairing tissue. So what ends up happening is sometimes you have a well-functioning body where your immune cells are scavenging and, and healing and things like that, but the brain is actually deteriorating quicker than the rest of the organs. And so um, what's really interesting is a couple of those anti-inflammatories we were already talking about, they actually penetrate the blood-brain barrier. So they can actually get up in there and deal with inflammation in the brain. So curcumin is one of them. Um, green lip muscle also gets up there. There's actually a lot of research that shows those are two really great ways to get up into the brain tissue. But the other thing we think about is antioxidants. So you know how like people talk about like, oh, a glass of red wine might be great. I love that one, right? Or, or I, mean, about, I thought it was a bottle of red wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so- you know, I like the one where it's like wine and chocolate, Perfect. Um, you know, and then you hear about blueberries and cranberries and some of those antioxidants, but everyone's kind of like, yeah, you know, antioxidants are good, but people have a hard time understanding 
why is it good for your body? And so the reason it's good for your body is when there's damage done to our cells, we have an oxygen unit that gets dislodged from our cells. And then it starts, to, it's a, it's an electron. So it starts to try, try to grab onto other tissue. And in doing that, sometimes it actually damages other tissue. So what the antioxidant does is it comes in, gives an electron to put to that free radical. And so that that free radical doesn't continue to do damage. And then that way the cell can start to repair itself. So it's kind of like cleans up things. You know, the antioxidant goes in and cleans up things. Well, antioxidants actually pass through the blood brain barrier. And so you can get antioxidants and some of those natural anti-inflammatories through the blood brain barrier, and it will actually start to repair brain tissue. And you will actually see this many times in giving pets, these products, you will actually see that behavior improve. And it's really kind of heartwarming, you know, if you can get a little bit more good quality time. And so, you know, we can't be feeding our pets dark chocolate, as we know, and wine and things. <laughs> and, you know, certainly if they would eat cranberries and blueberries, we'd be happy, but that doesn't always happen, right? Or they might eat one. And I don't know that one blueberry is going to treat your 18 year old dog who's staring in the corner, right? So we Darn it. Them in higher doses. And so I, there's also a product I love. that's just super easy. Um, there are a couple human products with antioxidants. They're just harder to dose out. So again, we have a couple products that are made with antioxidants for pets and they're really made for senior pets. And the reason why is because our seniors are the ones that have these free radicals and need that scavenging. And so one of my favorites is the, um, we have a canine vitality pro actually it's canine senior vitality pro this is made for these seniors and then a feline version as well. And those products, um, not only do they have anti-inflammatories, but they also have the antioxidants in there. Dosing is all figured out for you. You don't have to go and use a human product or wonder if it's been regulated or studied or all that they've already done all that work for us and so you can use that product in a in a, a very specific dosing for our patients um, to deliver those antioxidants in, in a way to get you know that vitality back um, in their brain tissue I love that. I love that. I feel like I should be taking it too. Well, we all should, and we should probably do it now, not when we're 80, right? right? I mean, that's the point, like do it now as a preventative, right? We don't have to wait until we're, we're also staring off in a corner, right? Cause right. You know, so. right. As, as I sit here and drink my, you know, caffeinated sugary drink. And I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should, I should pay more attention to this. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I mean, and so that's like, you know, a lot of our clients, they want that, like, don't be afraid to offer. What do they teach us in vet school? Offer the best, you know, don't wait for things to go wrong or offer it or start a conversation. If someone wants to take advantage of it, give them an opportunity and you'll be shocked how many people are like, Oh, thank God. I've been researching that. I don't even know where to start. If we don't know where to start, how the heck do they know? where to start. And so for me, again, like when we're looking at veterinary products, they don't have to go get something off the shelf um, that they don't know about. You know, they can trust us that we're working with companies that are, are doing the research, are researching the top quality ingredients. You know, obviously I've already mentioned that I love Vetra Science. I've come to trust them. That's kind of where I got my start when I started really, I had a pet, you know, a lot of times starts with their own who needed more. And, um, and I, I got my start with them. So I've been using their products for almost 20 years. Um, and it just come to trust what they're doing. And they are NASC certified, which means they've 
you know, actually had their products certified by the National Animal Supplement um, Council. Um, they register their products with the FDA. So you really can't go wrong with that. They are the ones that put out that um, antioxidant product. They have so many products that I love, but just talking about if you want to keep things simple, that Vitality Pro product is also theirs. And those two complement each other, you know, like a Vetroflex and a Senior Vitality Pro is a really good combination. And then you throw a probiotic in it. You know, for a lot of people, that's a reasonable thing. It's like good diet, three supplements. This is our standard, you know, wellness, like anti-aging package. And a lot of people, that's just, that feels tidy. That feels good. Probiotics are hard. You get a million probiotics. So stick with a company that you like. I mean, obviously, you know who I like. And I work with a couple of different companies here in my practice, but I do happen to love their probiotic as well. And it comes in a couple of different formulas, for probiotics, you're going to want to look at how many strains are there, how many different strains, what's the content. You usually want to make sure there's a prebiotic involved in that. So the prebiotic feeds the bacteria, right? So there's a greater chance that that bacteria is going to set hold in the GI tract. So I think it's really important just to pick, you know, the products that you can trust and you know that the research is done properly. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, making it this easy button where it's already dosed out, you know, it's, it's already packaged. And instead of trying to figure out all these individual things and what you're doing for each patient to be able to have that supplement readily available. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Who has any extra time right now? You know, we are all just hustling, (laughs) right? We're hustling to take care of our patients. It's really hard to go and do all this extra research. It's like, just use the companies that have already done the research for you is kind of how I think. When we're talking about, you mentioned this is kind of, you know, this aging combination with the Vetroflex and the senior vitality and probiotics, but to do it before there's a problem, is there like a certain age where when they get to a certain age, you start to go, maybe we should start thinking about incorporating this. Do you do it from a young age? What's kind of your, your trigger to say, all right, let's go ahead and start thinking about these products. Um, That's a good question. I mean, I've been doing this long enough where I can kind of feel clients out I think because we practice this way, we, people target us for the target us for this particular thing. They're really looking for like the best, you know, and, and the great thing about starting this, um, approach of recommending this is you do really attract a lot of clients are like, wow, that's what I want to do. You know, I feel that way. And I'm going to go to this person because they're going to help me with that. But yeah, I get people who are here and they're like, tell me everything I want. I, this is the love of my life. I want them to to be 20 and I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know, and that could be at one. And I say, let's do this right. Like right from the get-go. Okay. Um, You know, or any time along their line, like, you know, how many times we hear that people are like, this is the best dog I have ever had. Oh yeah. Don't just, that just warm your heart. I've had dogs my whole life and this, but this one's special. Yes. And I look at the dog. I'm like, did you hear your person say this? Like, how awesome is that? So it's like, those are your people that are just like, you know, it's like, you know, how, you know, where do you want to take this? Like, I'm happy to, to give you any tool you want to, to really help them along their life and keep them as healthy as possible. You know, is that something that you're interested in? You know, absolutely. Or, you know, we have a cutoff here, you know, for senior blood work, we start at seven. So now in my practice, we do their blood work at one. Same. Yeah. I, I am. We, I, there was a, I was talking to another vet recently and you know, they said, which vet are you? Are you the fluids vet? Are you the x-ray vet? Are you the blood work vet? And 
um, I mentioned it to uh, my team and I was, and they were like, unequivocally, you are the blood work vet. I agree. As soon as, as soon as they're big enough for me to get enough blood to send yes. out, I love to run those panels and just keep a good eye on what's going on. Yeah. So that's your wellness tool for catching things early. Right. And so this is your wellness tool for also, you know, addressing things early. So you may see things on the blood work that show you, you know, let's just get this stuff started right away. You know, of course, if you had any symptoms whatsoever, you are seeing the itises you might go, you know, sure, we've seen you, you know, a few times for these kind of inflammatory things. What do you think about really being more proactive and and starting like a natural anti-inflammatory, something that you shouldn't see any side effects with, um, that can really reduce this for you. How do you feel about that? And I think you'd be surprised how many people are like, yes, thank goodness. I've been thinking this, like, and I just didn't know what to do, or I didn't know what to do about that, you know, or yeah. GI things like, you know, even if you do have a dog who gets in everything, your lab who eats everything and then like always has an upset stomach, <laughs> but like, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know all about that. <laughs> oh, yes. right? So, you know, just, just, um, offer it Just say, you know, there is a way that we can really help with this. Cause we want to keep that immune system up, or you see signs of a weakened immune system, right? Sometimes you see the blood count below and you think, well, that's yeah. weird. How do you get a low neutrophil count? What does that mean? Right? Yeah. Well, shoot, let's try to improve, um, give the body as much as it needs to have a strong immune system. And so you could start probiotics for that. And it's like, who's going to think oh you're going to think gosh. about it for diarrhea, but you think about, you got to think about it for immune system. I love right? it. So, and be proactive about it and say, yeah, and then let's check it in six months and see how we're doing. Let's try that to train the body to be stronger on its own. Okay. We're going to have to do like five more of these episodes <laughs> and talk about individual pathologies, maybe 15 more. I'm not sure. Uh, Cause I would love to go into like the next question that came into my mind is like, okay, early kidney disease, where do I jump in with that? And I want to ask you about all these individual pathophysiologies and supplementing forum and side effects and all of this. But I think I would probably keep us here for another, I don't know, several hours. <laughs> Yeah. So just, and that's, what's great about this start is like, this covers so many things we see, you know, it's like, don't get in over your head. Just think really broad. You know, am I looking at improving the immune system? Am I looking at improving inflammation um, or reducing inflammation? Or am I thinking about brain health? And that's really what we're talking about today. So when you chunk it out, it's really those three things that we're talking about today. I love it. And it seems so simple because I do get those where you get like the neutrophil count of like 2,400 and it's like, oh, well, you seem fine. I don't know that there's a whole lot we can do about that, but probiotics are, you know, that's just such a simple thing to say, just try it. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's exciting to see your numbers come up and you're like, yeah, I'm actually literally having data to support it, you know, and that's what also is really fun. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad we had this talk. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Dr. Nicole. Thank you again so much for, for coming on the podcast and please come back again soon so I can ask you all my questions. Thank you for having me. Clearly. I love this. I, I just think it's such a fun way to practice medicine. And so I hope that other people can, can find some, some fun in, in practicing this way as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So rewarding. Thanks, Dr. Cassie. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Thank you so much, Dr. Nicole, for joining us. Please come back again soon. And thank you to VetriScience for sponsoring this episode. To learn more about VetriScience products, you can go to their website at www.vetriproline.com. 
That's www.vetriproline.com. If you'd like to find more episodes like this, click on the Education tab on Vetfolio's webpage. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this session as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day. Mm-hmm.